Welcome to Destination Success, a podcast brought to you by TAFE Queensland. An exclusive interview with the recipients of the Destination Australia Program Scholarship, an Australian government initiative. Over the next three episodes, we're going to discover what it's like studying and living in regional Queensland. You have no idea the impact that that scholarship had on me. I feel that I'm so lucky. I got the scholarship. I'm working in a really nice restaurant. I went on a website and I saw Destination Australian Scholarship. To live the experience in another country, everyone should be able to do that. If you are doing what you love, the life opens the doors for you to get what you have been dreaming. Once you dream it and you're working towards it, you can achieve it. I'm in love with the place. It's probably what I've been looking for my entire life. In this episode, we'll follow Jorge's journey from Colombia to the beautiful green southeast Queensland destination of Toowoomba. I opened the TAFE webpage and the first screen that came to me was Destination Australia Scholarship. And I read through it. I'm like, I think I can apply for this. I remember getting back a, an email saying, congratulations, you are the winner or something. I'm like, yes. Even now, I'm getting like all the rush right now. I still remember that. It was awesome. We'll find out more about the Destination Australia program and Australian government initiative later in the episode. Well, I'm from a small town up north called Valledupar. I was raised by a couple of lesbians. For me, it might be half different than from most, but it was good, it was great. I was a happy kid, I went to school. What's Colombia like, like culturally? Colombia is divided by 32 states. My city is the capital of one of those states. It's Valle du Par, the, the state is Cesar, and we have some rhythm or a type of music called Vallenato which is very popular right now. They're actually going into the Grammys and everything. So they're very turning into a very popular um, in Latin America. We live in a valley. The valley is surrounded by mountains. We live in the center of them. It's also a very tropical area. It's hot most of the time. We actually have two seasons in my hometown. So we have summer and dry summer. There is nothing in between. So always hot. Always hot. Like the minimum would be 25 a year. And everyone has aircon <clears throat> and stuff like that. Not really. That aircon is considered a fancy stuff in some areas. I come from a very poor background, so I don't really have. We never had aircon, but we are happy even being poor. We don't whine as much about being that poor, so we just go with it. What's the local dish? What do people cook for dinner and things like that? How different is that from here? It's very different. So we were conquered by Spanish and they brought part of the cuisine that they had at the moment to our countries. We also have local food. The mix of that brought different stuff. And also that depends on which area you're from. If you're from Antioquia, you would love bandeja paisa, which is a mix of literally everything. It has sausages, it has beans, it has rice, it has avocado. It's a massive plate. If you are from the coast, from my city, for instance, we have something called salchipapa, which is just junk food, right? It's deep fried chips with sausages and lots of sauces. But we love that for dinner. Breakfast would be cooked plantain with cheese, coffee, milk. It's very different. After Jorge's dad passed away, he was raised by his mum and her lesbian partner, his two mums. 
He lived with three of his siblings, but was the youngest of 17. My mom is from a very small town, just like Tupumba, actually, but Hora. And my dad was married to someone. He had two more women. They all knew each other. And my mom was the fourth. They all knew each other. They knew that they existed. And they were fine with that. Wow. So yeah. you had them all on the go at the same time. <laughs> I met two of them, but we didn't get along well. And then my dad's wife, which I used to call Nana, she was very, very nice to me. So we were close. What was a typical day like for you as a kid? I would get up at 5 a.m., have breakfast, and then go to school until midday. So school was 6 a.m. till 1 p.m., then come back to school, do my homework, and then watch some TV. It's because we have two different schedules for school. So there are people that go in the morning, there are people that go in the afternoon. The people in the morning go 6 to 12.31, and the people in the afternoon starts at 1 or 12.30 or 1, and goes until 6 p.m. On the weekends, um, just at home, basically. So we would go to the river because there is a river that crosses the town, or we would go camping. We would do something as a family. My mom used to own a restaurant. We would all work in, this, in the restaurant. So I would help with the groceries, or I would help with shopping stuff. I would help doing something in the restaurant while they do the main cooking. Colombia has a population of 51 million and is synonymous with drug cartels and traffickers. Most of the bad situations in Colombia happen in the mountains or up to the mountains. That's where the gorillas were. But in the cities, it was all right. The first thought when I was planning on coming to Australia was there would be kangaroos everywhere. That's the only information that we get about Australia. And that's actually a real thing. Like people would say, oh, Australia, kangaroos, koalas. It's the same with Colombia. So if you go and try to find any information about Colombia, there would be Pablo Escobar, there would be drugs. They wouldn't talk about, I don't know, James Rodriguez, the football player, or Shakira, the singer. Yeah. There are so many good things uh, in terms of nature, animals, places to go, national parks, beaches. Colombia is a beautiful country. What's the education like in Colombia? When I went to school, my mom had to pay for my education. So we also have public and private education. Private education is super expensive. Public education, it is not as much, or it wasn't at that time. What about the cost of living back then in Colombia compared to here? Is it expensive to buy things? The problem isn't about the cost of the living. The problem is the income. So the income isn't as high as it should be. As it should be. Yeah. And that's why it's so many people can afford to actually buy what they need. What would be the minimum wage over there? Oh, the minimum wage is like $1 a day. It's very bad. $1 a day? Yes. That's actually something that we've been trying to change. Compared to Australia, with the minimum wage here, if you earn 20 bucks an hour, you can actually buy literally breakfast for the entire week. That cannot happen in Colombia. So if they're getting a dollar a day, how much would rent be? This is also a worldwide issue. Rent is going up, so everyone is struggling. To be able to pay rent, you need to either share a house or have multiple incomes or have a good income. Is there much poverty? Is there much homelessness? 
we still treat family as family. If we see someone in trouble, we would help that person. Jorge did all of his schooling in Colombia before getting a scholarship to study accounting at uni. I don't think anyone would wake up one day and say, I want to be an accountant. <laughs> there is no such a thing. But it was a good way to find a job. Yeah. I was just smart. I was glad said. You wanted like, to get more than I a dollar li- a day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I started university in June and by August I was already working for a bank. So what made you want to move overseas and study in Australia? I achieved in my hometown what so many people would consider as being successful. I was living on my own. I had my own bagel. I was working for a bank in a really good position. And I felt like that wasn't actually what I wanted. That's when I decided that I wanted to go and pursue something that I would like to actually do. I have been always fond of languages, so I tried to learn Italian when I was 15. One of my sisters lived in Canada, and my friends live here in Australia, and I just text them both. My friends replied almost straight away, yes, come to Australia. You would love it. I enrolled in the English course, paid for my fees and everything, and came without actually knowing where I was going. So you saved up the money from the job that you were working in to get a plane ticket. And did you have any idea what you were going to do? Not really. That was the whole good thing of it, I would say. Like I didn't know what was coming for me and I was excited about it. It was just a new journey and I love that. And were your friends in Queensland? They were in Brisbane. Before coming to Australia, Jorge thought it would be like how everyone imagines Australia. Kangaroos everywhere. My friends were like, but you have to check information. Go and find out on yourself what it's going to be. Check the facts about Australia. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I actually want to go and find out for myself. If you go to try to find information on social network, you'll find like 20 different animals that can kill you in Australia. So that was funny to me. It was scary, but funny. So you bought your plane ticket and you decided to head to Brisbane. What was going through your mind on the plane? How did you feel? I was excited. There were so many feelings going through my head at that time. I was scared because I was leaving my country, leaving friends, leaving family, leaving what people would consider security. When you were coming into land into Brisbane and they show you that video, Welcome to Australia, how did you feel watching that? Well, at that time I didn't speak any English so I couldn't understand anything that they said. (laughs) I have no idea. I didn't feel anything. (laughs) I was just excited because I was about to meet my friends again after four years. I landed here at 10 p.m. So it was too late to do anything. We just went straight home and I couldn't sleep. It wasn't jet lag, it was excitement. Next day, we went to the Gold Coast. What did your first few weeks in Queensland look like? So the first weeks I lived with them, they were actually just showing me around, you know, the documentation stuff that we have to do when we get into the country, get your tax file number, go into the school to, you know, introduce yourself get to know the city, get to know the public transport, which is great, at least in Queensland. And how did you go with not knowing English at that point? I'm a challenge boy. I consider myself someone that is very into, into anything that requires learning something is a challenge for me. 
So I would just dive in, even if I don't know. I remember talking to bus drivers, that's not allowed. And I was just like, hey, how you doing? Just because. I would go to the pub with my classmates to practice with them. Literally just do just wind down with a beer and then it would be super easy for you to just talk to strangers. I met good friends with Brazilians. We have kind of the same vibe in terms of Colombians, uh, Brazilians. And we have only one language to speak. I don't speak Portuguese. They don't speak Spanish. We can understand each other if we speak slowly, but we try to practice English as much as we could. So you did a year of English. And then when did you decide you wanted to study further? I was working already as a chef for an Italian restaurant. I moved from the place that I was living in, and I moved with a Polish couple. Beautiful couple, best thing ever. They were waitresses at a Greek restaurant. At some point, they needed me to do waitressing there. I was like, sure, let's do it. I jumped into it. I did bartending for a couple of months, and I met the accountant of the company. The accountant was Italian, and he liked my energy, and he offered me the position to cook. I was like, I've never cooked in my life. Like, I literally burned water. I have no idea. He offered me the job. I said, it's a challenge. Let's do it. For Italians, it's about the energy that you put into it, how you enjoy learning things, or how you would do something that you are being taught. Do you think that that, and obviously your mum's having a restaurant, made you keen to pursue cookery? Yes and no. I didn't know about my passion for cooking until I jumped into the kitchen. Colombia, and many other countries actually, they don't allow men in the kitchen. It's not like they don't allow. It's more like this is a women's job. And then I came to Australia and I'm like, yeah, that's not a women's job. <laughs> that's a everyone's that can cook job. When did you decide that you wanted to do a cookery course at TAFE Queensland? So I was working for the Italian restaurant. I was doing my bit there and I was learning heaps. I love it and I didn't know it. I was, I was loving it. I was working five days a week and even during my days off, I would be cooking something at home and I would be hanging out with my Italian friends just because. And I didn't know that it was part of the whole, you are actually loving this, you are actually enjoying being a chef. I was going through webpage trying to find the next course that I would do because I felt more comfortable with my English and I jumped into TAFE for some reason. To be honest, I have no idea how I landed there. I opened the TAFE webpage and the first screen that came to me was Destination Australia Scholarship and I read through it. I'm like, I think I can apply for this. I didn't think about actually starting cookery until I found it through TAFE. TAFE gave me that. And so what was that process like, applying for the scholarship? So I sent all my documents and I don't remember how long it took, but I remember getting back a, an email saying, Congratulations, you are the winner or something. I'm like, yes. Even now, I'm getting like all the rush right now. I still remember that. It was awesome. The Destination Australia program provided Jorge $15,000 per year to support his living and study costs. But when I found out about the scholarship, there were three different places that you could apply for. You could apply for Cairns, Townsville and Toowoomba. I check information about them. I was like, okay, Toowoomba's seems like the best one to go to. And it was great. It's been great so far. 
spending hours among the flowers wherever you may roam in Queensland's garden city Toowoomba is my home was it easy to find accommodation? At the beginning, I was doing just Airbnbs because classes were two or three days a week. Then I convinced one of my classmates to find a place for the both of us. We moved together. We found a place. It was actually pretty straightforward. So your first day doing the cookery course at TAFE Queensland in Toowoomba was in the classroom? Yeah, it was in February in the classroom. It was great. Our first tutor was Chef Shang. Great tutor. We learned so many things from him. Their personalities matches what they're doing. They're full of knowledge, like so knowledgeable. I love that part. Doesn't matter what would you ask them, they would have an answer for you. And I like that. And did you find it easy to make friends? Well, I'm a very outgoing person. Like I would talk to anyone even if they don't want to talk. So that's easy for me. I can do the whole talking the entire time. That wouldn't be an issue. So yeah, it was easy. Also, my classmates... They were Brazilians. We have a connection. My housemate, she's from Thailand. How easy was it for you to be able to get a job in industry? At that point and right now, there is no restaurant in Australia that doesn't need a chef. So it's super easy to jump into the field. Doesn't matter where you are or what type of cuisine you want to do. Did the teachers and the people at TAFE help out with getting students into industry? They always offer it. Any of our teachers saying that they have a company that needed us, they would send us emails offering jobs, they would actually recommend us to places. There are so many jobs around. They were always trying to help us to get another job or to, you know, to get into the field. So outside of the classroom, how did you find living in Toowoomba? It's beautiful. I needed some peace for my mind. So something happened during COVID. One of my mom passed and passed due, due to COVID. And I had a very close relationship with her. And you weren't able to go back to I Columbia. haven't been able to go to Colombia yet. I needed the peace that Tubumba brought to me when I moved here. It's interesting how a small place like the kitchen could bring you so much peace. So in my case, I actually feel in my spot, the place that I want to be. Do you have a favorite dish to cook? Desserts in general. I love desserts. I would say tiramisu. So back in the, in the Italian restaurant, that's obviously one of the main desserts in Italy or that people would re- recognize from Italy. We have to prepare there. Tiramisu are beautiful. I love the, how soft they are. I love, in general, how tiramisu can be built. That's one of my favorite places ever. Tubumba is a very green area. So you would go to the Queen's Park or to Laurel Park or to Highfields and you could see green or flowers everywhere. It's that time of the year again where the Garden City blossoms and flowers bloom. Thousands have made the journey west to the Darling Downs to see the Carnival of Flowers Grand Parade weave its way through Toowoomba streets. One of the things that happens, and I like that, is like every restaurant tried to bring a special menu or a special plate for the season. So people would come to the restaurant and try the flower festival plate or the flower festival special. And it's basically something different that it hasn't been in the menu before. 
that's something good that happens in terms of hospitality. Flowers everywhere, so it's great in terms of how the town looks because also houses would decorate their houses. Like people would decorate their houses. People would grow the gardens and just leave them there. It's beautiful. It's, it's a nice season to be around. Hi, Kevin Howard, the town crier for the Toowoomba region. Welcome you one and all to the 73rd annual Toowoomba Carnival of Flowers. One of the things that I enjoy the most about the Botanic Garden and the Queen's Park is how big they are. You could go there for a long, long walk enjoy the view all the time enjoy people also like i love dogs i love pets in general so there will be people there running with the dogs and i'm like can i pet them and yeah that's how you start a conversation in the park they're very friendly everyone in town is actually very friendly so it would be very easy for anyone to just go around pet some dogs enjoy the view enjoy some flowers or some trees it's a great place settled into life in Toowoomba well, made friends at TAFE Queensland and in the local community. Something that used to happen to me, not only in the park actually, like every time I go out, if people hear me speaking or if I talk to them, because I tend to talk to people just because, they tend to ask me where I'm from or they get excited about the fact that I got an accent. And um, that's how I actually made so many friends in Toowoomba. It makes you feel part of the community. It makes you feel welcome in town. It can become very easy for any person to be part of the community, to feel welcome in it, to create a social life in town without much effort. It's beautiful in general. I love going to Picnic Point just to have a look to the, you know, the lookout. It's very interesting because you can go any time of the day and you would find something nice to see, to look at or to do. So there is a cafe there actually that you can, in case you want, I don't know, something to drink or eat. I used to go there with my friends just to hang out. We would pick up food and go there, sit down, eat. Toowoomba is actually very up to the mountain, so you could have a very nice scenery to look at when you are at Picnic Point. And if you go higher, if you go to Highfield, you could see Toowoomba from it. It's a very interesting place to just hang around and, and have a good view. Starting off today, we have a Picnic Point, which is located on the eastern side of Toowoomba and where you can enjoy the best views over the Darling Downs region. In the CBD, you got different places to go, not only restaurants, but also pubs or clubs uh, for the weekend. <laughs> Even though people would consider Toowoomba a small place, there are so many things that you could do to enjoy yourself that at the end, it's a perfect place to live. Weather, beautiful all year long. I love it. It's chill. During winter, it's a bit cold for some people. I love it. It's great. And I very much enjoy Toowoomba. There are many reasons why international students love living in Toowoomba. It offers quiet living, but with everything they need, including bars and restaurants. Copper Bench is my favourite cafe in town. It's probably the friendliest place that I've been in Toowoomba. It's great. They opened really early in the morning, so you could go there by after 7 and grab a, a nice hot coffee or a nice breakfast. The owners, Zara and Tenzin, they're great people. They're very friendly the staff in general, my housemate works there. Jane, excellent cook and beautiful place to go to. Smiling Thai is one of my favorite restaurants to have. Takeaway or dinner, there are small places, but their quality is great. 
love them. If I go alone, because I tend to go alone, that's how much I like the place. If I go alone, I will have chicken fried rice, beef masaman, and crispy pork island. If I'm sharing, if I'm going with friends, we pick up different plates and we just share. I would still pick up those three and they would have to pick up, you know, like a pad thai or a soup or the pap papaya salad, which is a spicy, but I like it. Do you still let them have some of yours or not? Yeah, well, I can share. It's okay. <laughs> what are the benefits, do you think, of being in regional Queensland compared to, like, the cities? Well, traffic is one of them. I can get to my job in five minutes and it's like five or six kilometers into the city. So it's great. The traffic is great. People are so much nicer in regional Queensland. Again, the weather in this case is peaceful. It's peaceful in general. I, there is not much noise around. Nights are, except in if you go to the CBD, to the, you know, the main city where pubs and uh, music is loud in the neighborhoods around is very quiet. So you will have a very peaceful night in general. What does a typical day look like for you? What will you do normally like on a weekend? I'm a chef. My weekends are Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> but from my normal day of, of work, depending on which shift I got, I would go to work and then either hit the gym or watch a movie, do something at home with my housemate or, or even alone. When I'm not working though, I would go for a hike or go to high fields or go to a restaurant. We used to do restaurant hunting, which is go to a place that we haven't been to and try a plate that we haven't tried to check ingredients or to check what it tastes like or a different meat that, I haven't, that we haven't tried before. Like not long ago, I tried swordfish. Never in my life. It was great. I was in a Turkish restaurant. Very interesting meat. We would repeat restaurants just to check different plates. We call it restaurant hunting. I have no idea if that's the name for it. After completing a course at TAFE Queensland, students are finding it easy to find work in the regional areas like Toowoomba. So right now I'm working for, for an aged care. Very interesting, actually. Yeah, you enjoying it? Very much so. It's different in terms of you don't have the rush of someone ordering on the spot, but... You have to meet dietary requirements for the residents. We got 180 people there and they all can order different stuff during the day. And what's the pay like for a chef in Australia? It's good. It's actually like, it's great. Like I'm saving money. I pay my mom's bill in Colombia. I can't actually complain about it. What does the future look like? Like, what are your dreams? I want to finish my process here in Australia, stay in Australia, and I am absolutely sure that I want to keep learning languages. I want to get my English up to a point in which I am absolutely sure what I'm talking about or what I'm saying without making, you know, mistakes, silly mistakes that we make. In terms of cooking, cooking is going to become the skill that I want to take for myself. Right now what's happening, and this is actually a very personal comment, right now what's happening is every time I go into my kitchen, I feel like I'm with my mom, the one that used to cook. So that's something that I want to share only with her. That's something that I want to do just when I feel like being with her. And that's part of what I'm planning for my future.
do you think the Destination Australia Program Scholarship has changed your future? You have no idea the impact that that scholarship had on me in general. Not only because it allowed me to develop the skill that I didn't know I possess and that I enjoy doing and that I am passionate about, but also because it allowed me to relax a bit in terms of getting the money to pay for a course to do it. So one of the struggles that some students would have in Australia if they don't have the resources for it would be to work full time to get the money to pay for the course that they want to study. I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to rush and get any job just because I needed the money. So TAFE and the government in general has helped me with that. What would you say to anybody that is looking to do what you've done to come here study in Toowoomba at TAFE Queensland? If I could make everyone to have this experience, everyone should have an experience in terms of going to another country and living in another country. And if they decided to go back, it's all right. But to live the experience in another country, everyone should be able to do that. Regarding to TAFE, if people want to do it, they should. And would you tell them to apply for the Destination Australia that's, Scholarship? That's a must. That's not a, that's not, they don't even think about it. They shouldn't think about it. They should just apply. I love it. It was great. Jorge loved his time at TAFE Queensland and the opportunity he was given with the Destination Australia Scholarship Programme. So much so, he's decided to stay. To Mumbai, even though it's considered small, it has everything that you would need to enjoy yourself. So you got the nightlife in the CBD, you got a wide variety of restaurants that you could go and have different type of food, heaps of gyms, for instance, the swimming pools that are massive and you can enjoy yourself. Also around town, there are hiking places or areas in which you can go and do some hiking. It's great. It's close to other towns that are also very enjoyable. Well, I completed my course in December 2021. I just decided to stay here. Again, I'm in love with the place. It's probably what I've been looking for my entire life as a place to live in. And I feel comfortable here. For more details on the courses offered by TAFE Queensland, please visit tafequld.edu.au forward slash international. If you've enjoyed this story and want to explore studying at TAFE Queensland, visit us at tafequeensland.edu.au. Click on the International tab at the top of the page. That's tafeqld.edu.au.